Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Professional Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Roth, and I wanted to jump ahead of this episode and give you just a couple of details about the guest. Uh, Sergeant Major James Mead is somebody that I met uh, while in the Army, and he is currently right at the door of retirement after over two decades of service. And like I say in the episode, I've heard him speak a couple of times, and every single time this guy would speak, he would have my entire attention. And I don't say that flippantly or loosely or even casually. It takes a lot to grab my attention. And so every single time this guy would speak, he seemed to capture the room, give uh, little key phrases, little key nuggets that like just kind of register in your brain. Like, you know, we, we win with people, um, you know, expectation management. And we kind of start to touch on those things in this particular episode. And so I'm very excited to have Sergeant Major James Mead on the show. I really believe you will get something very valuable from listening. Uh, this is just kind of a, a survey episode where we're going to dig a lot deeper in the days ahead. And when you can learn from somebody that is successful, that can teach it and do it, then I really think he deserves your full attention. So we're going to do a quick little commercial break like always, and we'll get right into the show. can't tell you how excited I am to have you with us today. Talk to you soon. You're listening to The Professional Podcast, hosted by the Blue Collar Consulting Group. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Professional Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Collar Consulting Group. I am Gary Roth, your host. I am incredibly excited to launch this new series on military leaders, and I can think of no one better to start us off, somebody that I've admired from a long time, somebody that I've only heard speak two or three times in my entire career and instantly knew that I wanted to have him on the show. We have with us today, Sergeant Major James Mead. When I knew him, he actually is almost to retirement or right at retirement. He was the Sergeant Major of the, oh boy, here we go, the 83rd United States Army Reserve Readiness Training Center. I hope I said that right. Sergeant Major, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, Gary, thank you. Did I, did I, get, the, uh, did I get the organization right? Yeah, you nailed it. You okay. nailed it. That, okay, that, I, that, that's I, good. I practiced. I practiced. Uh, <laughs> right, good deal. Good deal. So, uh, Sergeant Major, if you would, can you give us like a brief synopsis of your career, kind of starting with where you're at now, and then kind of walk us backwards a little bit throughout your Army career? Um, yeah. So, I mean, basically, um, a couple years ago, I was selected to be the uh, branch chief slash uh, chief instructor for the uh, 79 Victor um, MOS at the uh, 83rd U.S. Uh, Army Reserve Readiness Training Center. And uh, uh, before that, I was the, the uh, 3rd Battalion Army Reserve Careers Division Sergeant Major um, that covered basically the states of West Virginia, Virginia, Maryland. Um, and, and by virtue of being in those three states, especially in Maryland, we covered the... Before that, I did a mere jobs in the 79 Victor World, you know, I started as a career counselor, um, then became, you know, officer of sessions, then senior officer of sessions, then senior ops for, you know, second battalion, which is Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. And then uh, I actually got a chance to uh, serve our country abroad in our career field as the theater retention manager um, over in the uh, Middle East. And uh, 
once I came back from there, went to the academy and and here we are. So I kind of I kind of hit it from the left side of the candle and the right side of the candle and met you right in the middle, Gary. <laughs> That's a great synopsis. And I just want my tens of listeners to know that, you know, not only do you have experience with direct organ, uh, direct leadership, uh, but also organizational and got almost, I guess, really even strategic with your with your latest position. And so I think that's important that when we gain insight from you, it's not coming from just big pie in the sky stuff. It's also coming from I am face to face with a soldier and this is what you need to do. So that's what makes you uniquely capable to address a lot of the leadership issues that we're going to cover. So, uh, again, I'm glad awesome. you're on the show. Let me let me just jump right in here. You use a term that I've heard you use more than once called expectation management. And when you would give a talk or teach a class or introduce a new group of us or something like whatever, you use that term kind of early and often. Can you explore what you mean about how leaders are in that expectation management business? Of course. Um, Gary, as you know, the Army is set up a certain way. I mean, it's almost the blueprint has been there for years. you know, it's, it's, it's been, you know, switched up a few times o- over the many years. Um, but the concept is, is the same. You know, if you are a direct supervisor, the idea is to manage expectations. And how you do that through is counseling. You know, you have an initial counseling. Um, Sergeant Joe, here's what I expect from you going forward. Here's how we do things. This is what our job is. This is what our medal is. This is what our hire expect, you know, expects from us. And the way you go about that is um, obviously through counseling. And when you counsel a soldier, especially that initial counseling, you're basically laying down the foundations from w- which to build on. And um, I've used that uh, analogy a lot. You know, the initial counseling is the concrete. You know, we're pouring the foundation. Mm-hmm. And of course, the subsequent uh, three counselings, let's say it's an annual rating, you know, some are a little shorter depending on situations. Okay. Um, but the subsequent, you know, uh, counselings would be the building of the, you know, the vertical construction, so to speak. And um, just like you would with a house or an office building or any, any structure that's vertical, you're going to stop along the way and you're going to make checks. You know, there's going to be checks and balances. Okay, is the, you know, electrical right? Is the plumbing right? Is, you know, you know, and, and at the very end, you know, are we ready to finalize this and, um, you know, sell it, so to speak, or allow somebody to occupy it or live there? So I think with expectation management, it's very important to upfront lay down exactly what needs to happen. You know, and that could be in any world. That could be in the 79 Victor world. That could be in the infantry world, the artillery world. It's basically telling that soldier or that employee, depending on if it's a you know civilian organization, right. here's what we need to do to be successful. And I think the we part is the big thing. You can't say, here's what I expect from you. Mm-hmm. Because as a leader, you need to be saying, here's what we expect from you because you are representing that company or that organization or, you know, whatever echelon, you know, whatever level. So the, we comes from that person, that, that leader and higher, here's what we expect out of you as a member 
of this organization. So I think the, the, the foundation is important, you know, because if a leader says, this is what I expect from you, and in the first quarter or second quarter evaluation or, um, you know, in the Army we do the uh, uh, quarterly counseling, if you switch that up, you've immediately lost that soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, now adjustments need to be made, but switching completely opposite of what you gave during that initial counseling or that initial appraisal, it's, it's not good. It's not healthy. Um, and it does not manage expectations. Now, do you find that a lot of leaders get in the bad habit of switching things up outside of the initial expectations? Um, yes, I do. And, and I think a lot of that is derived from the fact that you can't get too far in the weeds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every soldier at every level, every employee at every level has a certain level of expectations where they're at. Right. But you can't dig in those weeds. You have to hit it from the, from like the top mm-hmm. and, and kind of give that plane, like that, you know, the, the plane that would be, you know, across the, you know, uh, the plane, so to speak. It's flat, right? You give yep. those things like, mm-hmm. you know, it could start with something simple. Hey, expect you to be here at this time on these days. Right. You know, you okay. work this shift or you work amount of hours or, um, if you do this, 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 and this, and this, you can expect this kind of rating. Or if you do that, 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 and that, and that, we can pretty much guarantee that, you know, life is going to be beautiful for you. <laughs> right. You know, but you can't, you know, as far as the 79 Victor world, you can't get far in the weeds. You can't go, well, if you get, uh, you know, 12 for 12 enlisted or four for four officer, this is what's going to happen. You need to leave sure. that open because things change in our world. Um, right. as they would in the civilian world or any other army organization. And as things change, you need to shift. Now, if things shift from higher, then that doesn't leave the leader out to dry. Right. If, if it comes to that next quarterly counseling, what it does is it basically, you just kind of switch up. Hey, our mission is a little bit different. Um, somebody might have started the year with 12 enlisted and four officer. And, you know, midway through the year, there's a mid-year mission review. And, now it's 10 and six, you know, 10 enlisted. We need more officers. We need six out of you. Um, but, but that, that we're, we're getting in the weeds when it comes to expectation management, we're talking, Hey, lay it down to the soldier, to the employee and say, listen, this is what we need from you in order for our team to be successful. If you do these things and then it'd be a good time for the leader to lay down their expectations too. Like, Hey, as your supervisor, as your leader, um, I'm on your team too. And here's what you can expect from me. Right. And when you do that, there's a mutual understanding. And as the, the more mutual trust and more mutual understanding you can get, the more smooth the operation becomes. But when, when leaders fail and when, uh, supervisors in the civilian world, when they fail, it's because they haven't laid down that that foundation, that concrete, you know, right. how do you know where you're supposed to be able to operate? How do you know where you're supposed to be able to walk around? If I don't have a foundation of concrete to walk around, it might look a little weird. You got, you know, a corner over here, a corner over there. Oh, Hey, there's a corner. That's where the living room's going to go. Oh, there's a corner over there. That's where the back patio is going to go. But if you don't lay down that foundation first, you have nowhere to walk. That's a really, you know good- what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, Sergeant Major. That's a really good point. And you can look at every level of development as a new construction project. 
laying down that foundation. And I think that it should be said as well uh, that at every level of development, you know, new foundations are laid. And so if you're going to make a a small one bedroom house, that's one level. Okay, now it's time to build a, you know, a two bedroom ranch. Okay, so it's I think that's great how you build it in the construction terms, laying that foundation, laying everything out where it's supposed to be and then building from there. And every building is going to be a little bit different. But the foundation, do you do you find that it's important that the foundation is is pretty well, I think you kind of said it already. The foundation is similar so that it's consistent message when new people come on board. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you take like um, like a sports analogy, yeah, um, the New England Patriots, there's a lot of people. Ah, I can't stand the New England Patriots. Well, why? Because they win. Yep. I mean, and, and they had this thing called the Patriot way. And That's I'm quite right. sure they do something similar to the army. <laughs> when you show up there, they're going to tell you how the Patriot way is. And we've seen That's how right. quick, you know, players have been signed. They out, you know, uh, I wouldn't say try out, but they come to camp or they, they play a few games, Antonio Brown, let's, you know, let's, this is called what it is. Oops. And you find out, <laughs> yeah, you know, you find out, you find out that, Hey man, this ain't working out. You don't know the Patriot way. You're not conforming. Uh, or not conforming. I'd say that's a strong word. I wouldn't say you're just not, you're, you're not buying into the Patriot. That's way. It. You don't yeah, buy. Buy-in. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. So I, I think the buy-in when you're talking expectation management is, the ability to relay to that that person, that employee, that that uh, force multiplier, because everybody is. Um, yeah. What you're doing is is you're giving them the blueprint for success. You know, if we're sticking with the construction analogy, it's it's a blueprint. Sure. And like you said a few minutes ago, that was perfect because you might start building the house and let's say the customers come along and they're like, you know what, we really didn't want the bathroom on this side of the room. Can we have the bathroom on that side of the room? That's you right. Know? So mm-hmm. you might have to switch it up. So before you put the roof on it, before you put the, you know, the car in the garage, you know, you sign yeah. all the paperwork, you might yeah. have switched it up a little bit. But what you do is you have a finished product. But I think it all starts with that foundation. You cannot do vertical construction in any organization without the foundation. Well, I'm glad that you said that, Sergeant Major. And I think that you can lay down flexibility in that initial initial session. Now, let's let's go uber practical for a second. In the Army, you know, the the the, the dash nine, the dash eight, these are for my civilian friends. These are evaluation forms for all levels of leadership in the army. So the army believes in writing things down. There is also a universal counseling form called a DA form 4856, something that I am incredibly passionate about, something that right. I am convinced that is done poorly across the army. But I would agree. <laughs> oh so, yeah. So in the army, it's it's accepted that counselings are written down, but in the civilian market, it's it's hit or miss. So now, do you believe in the power of having those written records for both developmental and correction style counselling? I yeah, exactly, Gary, and I love it because what we're talking about is a written handshake. That's right. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about a written handshake, and. I, I will I will touch on uh, what you hit on a few seconds ago about counseling in the army, yes. and and there's a lot of soldiers and, and this is, this starts with my generation and coming up all the way through and and even your generation when somebody hears that they're going to get a counseling statement Uh-oh. the first Uh-oh. thing they think is negativity that's it you know what I'm saying I do you know they're like oh my god well oh, crap. because it started what I do? yeah because. 
Yeah, exactly. Because you know how it started? It started when you messed up, maybe went left instead of right, or yeah. you did something that you sh you weren't supposed to do. And somebody, they get out their pen or they get out their cat card and pretend like they're typing on a keyboard and they go, I'm going to give you a counseling statement. <laughs> oh, right? no. Yeah. Oh, well, no. It's like, you know, death from, you know, a uh, keyboard, you know, and it's, it's, and that's the wrong way of going about it. Because really, if you think about it, 623-23, uh, and of course the reg, it's, it's not coming to me right now, but the one that covers counseling, it states verbatim in the regulation, counseling is a way to help somebody. That's right. So it can be one of the five different counselings, right? There's, you know, performance, there's uh, initial, you know, there's quarterly, and, and, and there's also a thing called a good counselling. When somebody right. does something good or they come up with a, an innovative idea or a way of, you know, being a part of a team sure. that has changed the mentality of that, that echelon or even, even higher, you have to write it down. Write it you down. have to. And, and the reason is, and, I, and, and now we'll hit on your second point about writing it down. It's important. It's right. way important because now you're making a record. You're saying, hey, you did good. Let's write it down because when it comes to do the NCOER or the evaluation at the end of whatever period it is, whether it's civilian and it's a three month, six month, nine month or a year, usually in the army, it's a year unless sure. uh, other circumstances come up. What you have now is you have something tangible now that you can put on that evaluation and it's not something you overlooked. It's not something you forgot. A lot of times there's a lot going on in our universe and what happens is the um, people get sidetracked, that's you right. know, that's and right. they might forget about something that was done good. They might forget about something that was done that that totally shifted um, the focus of that unit or that echelon. So when that happens, you can always refer back to those things, and you never want to you never want to overlook a soldier or an employee's uh, performance when, when they've done something great, you know. And, and I've always said that there's going to be some bumps along the way. And let's say you do have to counsel. Let's say, you know, somebody was running late or, or, you know, something small, like, you know, they forgot to do something, you know, of course, but you're not going to include that in the end of uh, year evaluation or the end of that period evaluation, because that's minor. That's something, you hey, look, we just wrote it down. Just letting you know, it's yeah. a written handshake that we had this conversation. Um, but, but I think in our world, um, maybe even more in the civilian world, when you hear that you're going to have a sit down conversation and we're both going to sign, uh, people kind of, they back off a little bit because they think it's, they, they, they automatically, automatically think negative instead of positive when the only thing the leader should be worried about mm -hmm. or the supervisor should be worried about is getting the positive from that conversation. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm so glad you said that, Sergeant Major. And one of my favorite things to do with those, with the developmental counseling or the professional growth counseling is, is to go back six months later and on for my civilian counterparts on the back of the DA form 4856 developmental counseling form is the least most used block in the United States Army. And that is the, the follow-up section. <laughs> well, the exactly. follow-up section too. Uh, the plan and the follow-up you're the right plan and the follow-up and it, it gives you an opportunity and per, me personally i think that should be like 90 percent handwritten because it allows for that back and forth 
you know, conversation. And like what you said earlier, Sergeant Major, the we. And so I just, I, to be completely fair, and, you know, there's a, a shift in the climate in the Army. There's a very, very, very high scrutiny environment for a lot of places. I, I just want to touch on the negative side of it real quick, Sergeant Major. Like, if you have somebody that is having repeat performance issues, you have to document that stuff these days if you're considering any kind of negative action, termination, et cetera. So uh, there is a due diligence on the part of the leader and the subordinate to, to track that stuff. And then if the poor performance ends, it's on that subordinate to request a written evaluation also to say, hey, look, this behavior has stopped. So write that down. Right. And so I just think that um, it you are absolutely right, Sergeant Major. It should be used most of the time to develop and kind of used, I don't want to say a last resort, uh, but to correct or document bad behavior that's going to lead uh, to some type of termination. So what I want to get into, Sergeant Major, I'm so glad you said this rewarding performance, all right? As we're talking about developing people, right? Setting that initial expectation, letting them know that they are coming into a high performance team, the Patriot way, the best battalion in the army, the, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, setting that expectation. What are your thoughts on rewarding performance? Let me set this up for you, if I may. There are a lot of places, you know, and the army's kind of bad about it too. They will wait till the end of the year for awards, right? You could be busting your butt week in, week out, month in, month out, and then you don't get any recognition until the end of the year. There's an emerging leadership kind of style, perspective, what you want to call it, about when somebody does something, at least give them a little something now so that they can get that boost, that encouragement, that, uh, I don't know, that active constructive, if we want to go resiliency, that active constructive you know, kind of feedback. What are your thoughts on, and overall, I'll let you run with it. What are your thoughts on rewarding performance? Right. So, you know, in our world, it's, it's, it's pretty difficult because you know, there's a budget and then there's a, yeah. you know, there's an approval process and there's a limit for, you know, government uh, um, uh, charge cards and uh, that you can put, you know, on, on, um, you know, certain accounts and stuff sure. like that. But you know what, I, you know, what I found is whether private or in public somebody just on an email or a phone call or in person whenever it's available and this is yeah. going back to my battalion sergeant major days okay okay sometimes a thank you a hey man you rocked it oh yeah. um oh yeah. hey you know what i don't know how you came up with that concept but what i would like you to do is share that with the rest of the battalion when we get together that's this it. summer that's it you know what i'm saying yeah it's, yep. it's sometimes it doesn't have to come in the form of a plaque or something you can right. set on your desk. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I got enough office bling to, to fill up a, <laughs> Hey, I uh, like it. This too. Whole I like neighborhood. It. I like it. Too. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, you got the office bling, you got to put it up the wall bling. You got everything you need yeah. to do there and, and Absolutely. all that. But sometimes, you know, the immediate, um, thank you or the immediate praise is sometimes just bringing somebody in front of a group and saying, Hey, let me tell you what Joe did. You know, Joe, um, I I'll give you an example. So I had, uh, um, he was a staff sergeant. Uh, okay. he was in third uh, battalion. He was up in Maryland. All right. Um, I, I, I hope, I hope and pray. And I know he will someday 
make master sergeant, just like you will, because soldiers need leadership like you and, and him. But let me tell you something, dude. He was in the hospital, pregnant wife, and albeit it was their fifth child. So, you know, he had four chances uh, to, uh, to <laughs> yeah. you know, get things, you know, yeah. cooking, you know, before. Right. He's got pregnant. But, but he's, yeah, but, but he's in the hospital. His wife is in labor and he ships a contract. And I'm like, and I noticed it when, wow. when we saw the, 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 the printout and stuff. And I was like, I, I called him up one day and I said, hey, man, wasn't this when you were in the hospital with your wife? Because he was off for, you know, the next 10 days. You know, you get paternity leave, sure. um, you know, in the army and stuff. And, I'm, and I, I think it's even more now. I don't know. But I, I knew it was in that time frame. And he goes, well, yeah, Sergeant Major, I was, you know, in the hospital room. I was on, I was on Wi-Fi and I couldn't believe that the hospital had, you know, crappy Wi-Fi. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, there's a human being that's getting ready to come out of your wife. And, and you're worried about the Wi-Fi at the local hospital. And what it did was it showed his heart and his dedication. He was there for his wife. He knew yeah. his wife was going to be in a long labor because the three of the previous four had been drawn out over 20 plus hours. Oh, and he's boy. like, you know what? Yeah. I'm right next to my wife. I'm on the computer. She knows I'm there. I'm there for my family. Sure. The yeah. other kids are taken care of, but that's above and beyond. So what I did is I called him up in front of the battalion. You know, we had an AT a couple months later mm -hmm. and I used that as an example. I said, I don't want any of you <laughs> to, to, to ship contracts when you're in the hospital uh, <laughs> with your wife you right. know, that's pregnant. But right. I'm using I'm using, you know, him as an example in front of the battalion and saying, you know what, that's commitment. All right. Because what we want in our organization, which I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of third battalion at the time, of course, uh, in our organization, we want commitment. We don't want compliance. We don't want somebody just doing the job because they either have to or they're getting paid on the first and 15th. We want commitment. Commitment is going to go 10 times farther than compliance. Couldn't agree and more. Yeah. Yeah. And albeit a little weird that you're sitting next to your wife who's ready with human being to get on Wi-Fi and VPN in and ship a contract. It just go, goes to show his level of um, commitment. And and I use that as an example. And um, really, I'm doing two things at one time. I'm giving him public praise That's in right. front of the other soldiers. That's which right. immediately sparked him. Dude, you could see him stand up straighter. It oh, yeah. Was, uh, oh, yeah. 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 And But I was also doing another thing. I was hoping that that story inspired others that were in the audience and saying, hey, sure. yeah, albeit a little different, does this inspire you to go out and be committed? You know, we know in our world we have to work weekends, evenings. Yep. Um, Part of you it. Know, but as, as even when I was an area leader, if you have to, if somebody works two or three weekends in a month, you know, you can work that comp time, give them a couple days here, a couple days there, as long as it's oh, within sure. regulatory guidance. Yeah. But what you're doing is you're saying, thank you for doing those extra things. And there's ways of doing it. And, and, and yeah, everybody loves the, the wall bling and the office bling, but let's be honest, public praise or just saying thank you to somebody or giving them a verbal pat on the back. A lot of that goes farther than anything because they're sitting there thinking when you're sitting there in front of them and they're going, man, I wonder if he's going to thank me for this or thank me for that. Right. And when you do, my God, it just, it, it, it's, have you ever seen the movie inception? He got the kick. Yeah. 
that goes yeah. from the kick that goes the from the kick. kick. It yeah. just it just it just starts a long line of inspiration and victories, which everybody wants to be a part of. And when you do that, that's when people start reacting to it. And so it doesn't have to be at the end of the year when, yeah. oh my God, you got this, you know, budget and you, you fi- I can finally give you a a baseball bat because I used to do yeah. this thing called the uh, major league. Um, and, and, uh, what I would do is when soldiers would start out, they were at single A, you know, and then they would work their way up to double A, triple A, then they're major league, then they're an all-star and then they're a battalion MVP. So they had this, yeah, yeah, they had this long range of, uh, levels they, they could get through throughout the year. Well, nobody knows who's going to be an MVP until the end of the year, but they might do some MVP stuff along the way. Right. 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 You have to be able to reward that at the time. You know? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if, uh, and let's go, so let's, let's do a super practical. So, you know, verbal recognition, public recognition, the random, thank you, all good things, uh, tiered reward programs, which are awesome. And one thing that I love to talk about being known is a beautiful thing. When your leaders know you, that's a beautiful thing. And of course. like when they ask about your children and then, you know, let's, let's kind of step back into building trust. And so one of the things that I absolutely love, and it was done to me, and I, I've done it when I was a station commander out in uh, recruiting command. Every major league sports organization has a community relations department where they donate letters and stickers and footballs and autograph stuff and all kinds of stuff. Just imagine if you were a huge, I don't know, Detroit Lions fan. And out of nowhere comes a letter and a signed hat from the Detroit Lions saying how good of a job you did last year. Or just, or even if you have a soldier that, you know, turned it around and just like went crazy in a particular quarter and has just been busting their butt like crazy, how hard would it buy, be to buy a $12 Detroit Lions hat and give it to him? Hey, I'm really proud of your work. I understand you're a Lions fan. Something so small that shows your appreciation, that shows you know them, I, I think is huge. Yeah, I, dude, I couldn't agree more. I, I couldn't agree more. And who cares if that hat was $30? Who cares exactly. if it was a flat bill or yeah. was flex fit or, or yeah. what it was? That soldier is going to go, and I'm getting kind of goosebumps uh, right now. Just, I mean, just the fact that you said that because it's the small things. I mean, you could drive a tank up to somebody's office and go, hey, man, we're going to put a placard on the front of this. And we're going to call it yours. Um, but, you know, now we'll keep it in my house. Uh, no, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, it's but, like but the idea, it, it is, it is the small things. Yeah. And, you know, there could be a soldier out there or an employee out there that is just looking for something to grab onto some kind of like, you know, something that just builds inspiration. And when they get a victory like that, and they feel that victory, it's going to inspire yeah. them to go get more victories. It's and true. I'm going to tell you what, yeah. when you start stacking the victories on top of each other, now you got big victories. So that yeah, one you were talking about with the quarter, who's been yeah. busting that hump for the quarter, now you put two quarters together. Now you put three. Now you're putting a year or more together. Now you're putting a promotion on that soldier's collar or now their That's right. chest. Um, right. I say collar, so I'm digging I get myself. It. I'm, I, I um, had my collar you know, on booze too. Yeah. And it's good that you would do something like that as a state commander, knowing that that is a very stressful environment, a tough job. And sometimes it's the small things, like even in a recruiter's world, like just getting an appointment or just getting somebody to the floor, you know, something that it just, man, you know what? Okay. I didn't get this one, 
but man, I got, I got that person almost all the way to raising the right hand and leaving for basic training. You know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's something that's going to, sometimes it's not what you do now. Um, if it's a check mark on the board, I've always told my soldiers, at least in the 79 Victor world that, you know, we do things every day that basically they don't get hung on a scoreboard, but the things we do all, all every day, all day, eventually lead to those things that get hung on scoreboards. So when you can True. give somebody something small like that and say, Hey, you know what, here's, Hey, I heard you were a Detroit Lions fan. Now for me, that'd be tough. Cause I'm from Ohio and went to Ohio state. So Michigan for me, the whole state is off, but okay. But, got I it. No problem. But, 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 but you know what, but you know what, I would do that same thing. If I had a soldier that was from Michigan, uh, no matter where we were in the United States and they, 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 they loved the Detroit Lions. I would do something like that, you know, and, and like I said, it's twofold. Like I said earlier, it's, it's praise now inspire that one soldier, but the other soldiers see that and they go, man, okay. I didn't know he cared or I didn't know she cared. Let me, let me, let me, let me go ahead and start busting my hump and I, and I, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to digress a little bit and I'll, I'll go into my motto for third battalion was carry the flag. And the reason I'm, I'm, and I'll bring this around full circle, but when you talk about one person getting something and then the next person getting inspired because that, and then the next person and the next person, next thing you know, the whole crew is carrying the flag, right? They're carrying the flag off in one direction. Everybody's running in this direction. And then even the ones who aren't quite on board, they're going, Hey, where's everybody else going carrying the flag? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're going in that direction. And then pretty soon everybody catches up and everybody, mostly everybody is off in one direction carrying the flag. And what you're left with are a few of the ones back here that you need to get after. And what you talked about earlier, you know, the negative uh, type things, you know, the, the, you know, let's counsel, let's get them to the point. And if, you know, if we're documenting and, and it just doesn't happen, then, you know, not only is it self-satisfying knowing that we did everything we could do, sure. but it's also maybe this line of work is not cut out for this soldier. Now, that was pretty good what you said earlier about documenting the information because, you know, if you have a child, um, I have two, um, if they come home with a D or an F in whatever subject, we're not going to lay them off, right? What we're going to do is we're going to work with them. Now, albeit, you know, there's a big age difference between me and my kids. I'm 48 and my youngest is, uh, is getting ready to turn seven. Uh, next week, but <laughs> oh, you know, so yeah, so so I might have the same answer on the math quiz. I might not have the same way of getting there, same destination, two different freeways. But um, what I'm saying with that is, is when you can take somebody and you can honestly say, "Hey, I have worked my tail off to try to help this soldier. We have worked. I have trained. They're equipped." there's not anything going on in their life that's major, then sometimes in the end, there are going to be one or two that probably don't quite cut it. And there's a difference. I've always said there's a difference, at least with ARCD, uh, Army Reserve Careers Division, um, that two types of those people. And the one type is the person that was giving it hell from start to finish. And for some reason, after all the training, after, you know, peer to peer, after leader to peer, after Italian to peer, it just quite, you know, the dots weren't connecting. You're still going to help that soldier find a new home 
where they can help the army somewhere else. But then there's the other side of that, the other soldier, and it's just plain apathetic. And we cannot, we as an army, uh, we as a civilian organization or wherever, uh, you cannot deal with apathy because somebody who's apathetic, they don't want to be there. And a lot of times, like we talked about praising in public, giving that hat out, that Detroit Lions hat. Well, the same is for when you have somebody who's apathetic. Others will see that. And if they see them get away with that, then they will think, okay, I don't need a hat. I'm just going to be apathetic like this guy because nothing's going to happen to me. That's right. And that's where laziness sets in and all that other stuff. So, I mean, I, I know we, we digressed a little bit there, but, but the idea is um, you're constantly helping, you're constantly training. And, 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 and leaders should also know this too. If you refuse to learn from your soldiers or you refuse to be mentored oh, yeah. by your soldiers, oh, yeah. then, then you should pack your stuff and probably head for the hills because this is not the organization for you. And I've always, I've always said this, Gary, absolutely hands down. I have learned more from my soldiers than they have ever learned from me. Yep. And I wholeheartedly mean that. And I don't think people get that, that gist. I really don't. I think people think when they get to the E8, E9 level um, or platoon sergeant, E7 level, they think that I know everything and what I say goes, or they say, do as I say, not as I do. Um, not, not a good, not a good uh, foundation for success, you oh, know? Sure isn't. And sure when is. soldiers know that they're going to learn something that like you're going to, like they're going to teach you something. It's like, my God, it's like you open up, it's like the, what was it? Raiders of the Lost Ark when they open up the covenant. It's <laughs> like, right. holy crap. Yep. You know, it's like, you know, because now you have somebody who's vested in the organization. They said, hold up. I, I took an idea to my uh, leader or to my supervisor and, and they ran with it. Well, that's great. That's awesome. What else happened? Well, they put me in charge of it. Well, no duh, because that's what you have. You have buy-in. And, and when, when soldiers walk around knowing that they might teach you a little something, yeah, man, I'll tell you, they walk around confident and that's what you want. You want confidence. And that's going to build that trust too, Sergeant Major. Like, oh, wow, this person actually hears what I have to say. Right. And we can. And it's not the environment. You know what, Gary? It's not the environment that I grew up in ARCD. It's not, you know? Yeah. And, and well, was, I've heard. And, yeah. and you, you know, you know, because of you, Sarek, and it was right. push, push, shove, shove. And if you don't make it, get out. And it's like, nah, that's not. We're in the people business. Okay. That's it. Even whether there it is. Whether, yeah, whether you're in recruiting or retention. Um, or any organization, whether it be civilian, military, uh, other branches, um, doesn't matter. We're in the people business, and we win with people. You, you know that mantra. I do. I know um, that one. I, yeah. Yep, I've used that a lot too. Um, kind of stolen a little bit, you know, a little bit of mixture between uh, Woody Hayes and uh, Jim Tressel, you know, two famous coaches at the Ohio State University. But winning with people. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah, winning with people means that. You're basically saying that if if we don't have people, we lose. And that's absolutely correct. And with people, you, you have to get their buy-in. You have to get their engagement. They have to know that they're a part of something. Um, I, I've always felt that way. And 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 we grew up in I grew up in a in a in a not so good world when it was ARCD. And I 
I often look back, and you heard me say this at the the E8 conference a few uh, weeks back, and I, I I look back at my early career as a career counselor. Did I make mission for the Army Reserve, or did I make mission because I was scared to have my name dropped? Oh yeah, yeah. At a QTB, That's or worse, or sometimes worse, some battalions or some regions at that time would call their 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 low rollers uh, forward. And they would oh. actually stand on the carpet in front of everybody while they got belittled. Oh, and I've been there. I've been there. I'm it, telling you, man. Does that now? Did that make you? Did that make you go out and want to go grab a, a victory by the horn and 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 make your organization better? No, no. probably. It probably yeah. you're probably depressed a little bit. That's it. And then you want to go and beat up on your team. Yeah, that too. That you're too. not inspiring yeah. your team at that point. You're like, what are you doing right now? Let me see everything, you know. And and it's not. It's not inspiring. You're not improving the organization. You're not leading by example. You know, you're not providing purpose, motivation, and direction at that point. You're cracking the whip, so to speak. And really, you're just going to go crazy. So, yeah. so Sergeant Major, listen, let's, I want to do a quick summary because right now okay. we have captured some incredible leadership tools. First of all, when you are taking over as a leader, or if you're retaking over, or if you want to re-engage with your team, or this is your first shot at leadership, first things first, lay down that expectation, that expectation management, that concrete foundation from which you can build on. And then at that point, you can, you know, you can adjust and be flexible in all these things. Number two, we speak. Uh, we spoke about uh, rewarding people, building trust, knowing your people. Uh, try to reward immediately if you can. Publicly acknowledge those, and if you have an annual awards thing, make sure your people get recognized. Uh, you made a big deal about commitment over compliance, and you know the way we get there is we we develop our people, we write down these counseling things, and we build that track record of success. And then finally, you know, you, you really emphasize we, not I. And then finally, like what you said, we win with people. And I can't tell you, you know, just how important that is and how vital that message is in today's world, Sergeant Major. So I want to tell you just thank you so much for sharing your insights. I, we covered two of my points, by the way, out of like eight more that I have. So we definitely need to do this again <laughs> soon. Yeah, definitely. And, and Gary, I can't say enough, um, uh, you know, how honored I am to be, you know, on the podcast and, and, and super stoked that, you know, I was the first one. Uh, I'm oh, definitely yeah. not going to be the last and, and hopefully I'll get some more time um, with you in the future. And, and uh, you know, the, the idea on everything that we've talked about is growing together. That's right. And if we right. can, if we can do that, I'm telling you, it it's you know, and I don't want to be the kumbaya guy, like let's all sit around the fire. But there yeah. is there there, but there is there is a science, and there is proven history behind people. That's right. And 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 we only win in one way, and that's with people. And I, I appreciate you having me today. I really do. Yeah, absolutely, Star Major, and I can't wait to do it again. And uh, listen, if uh, Sergeant Major, I believe you have your, do you have your LinkedIn profile up and running? Oh uh, yeah, I do. Yes, I okay. do. 
So if if somebody that hears this wanted to reach out and make contact with you, uh, just do a search for James Mead, M-E-A-D-E, on LinkedIn, and I'm sure you'll you'll find his shining face on there. So if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, they can reach out to you on LinkedIn. And again, if you have any questions or concerns for the podcast, you can find me at blue underscore leadership on Twitter, blue collar consulting on Instagram, and of course the blue collar consulting group.com. Feel free to send a message, tune into the podcast, and tune into all the notes. So, Sergeant Major Mead, thank you again for coming on the show. And to all of my listeners out there, thank you again for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time. <music>